As New Yorkers age, isolation and loneliness become inevitable concerns. In order to combat these problems, the State Office for the Aging has been deploying different forms of robotic companions in recent years. This summer, the State Office announced the initial results of a pilot program testing an artificial intelligence voice assistant, which they say resulted in a 95% reduction in loneliness and high levels of engagement for seniors who were utilizing the tool. For more on this initiative and where it goes next, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Greg Olson, director of the New York State Office for the Aging. Welcome back to the show, Director Olson. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. So before we get into LEQ, the AI voice assistant the state has been testing for about a year, can you remind listeners about some of the more, I guess, primitive digital companions that have been rolled out in recent years, particularly during the pandemic, to offer company and support to older New Yorkers? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a variety of things that we've implemented, uh, some that really started before the pandemic, and that's the animatronic pet project that you just mentioned We've deployed now over 24,000 pets throughout New York State. They have uh, uh, been proven to reduce depression, loneliness, and isolation by 75%. They've been proven to reduce pain. Uh, And then we've worked now with uh, Office of Mental Health, veterans, federally qualified health centers, um, et cetera, to deploy these. They've been very successful. We also, during the pandemic, because people were staying at home uh, due to the governor's order, tested other types of platforms like the Get Set Up platform that offers over 3,000 classes, not only to combat isolation, but to improve overall uh, health and wellness. Uh, We brought the uh, Virtual Senior Center to 19 counties. And then, of course, LEQ, which is very, very unique and different. Well, yeah, let's turn to this latest initiative. What exactly is LEQ and how did this initiative come together? So if you can visualize um, what an Alexa looks like with a tablet, that's kind of what it looks like, except LEQ is a personalized, empathetic, goal-driven, and proactive artificial intelligence that actually engages the individual and remembers over time um, what I would say to it and what it would say back so that it's very, very personalized. They come to the people's homes Uh, already with their names in there so that they can begin to build that relationship. So everybody's experience with LEQ is going to be very different because we're all very different. So our pilot project started really uh, about nine months ago, um, and we plan on deploying about 900 of these units using our case managers throughout New York State for individuals who, uh, because I was a case manager at one time, I would know who on my caseload could really benefit from LEQ. And and what it provides, David, are things like companionship, entertainment, connection to friends and families, health and wellness, day-to-day assistance, sleep, hydration, exercise, mood, mental health. It can provide medication and other reminders. It can provide a wellness coach to set goals for exercise and overall physical health. Uh, relaxation, and then it even has the capability, David, of reporting things to physicians if the individual wants, like vital signs, health information, blood pressure, blood sugar, weight. And as you mentioned in the opening, what we've seen now after nine months is a 95% decrease in loneliness and isolation, a 96% improvement in health and wellness, 33 contacts and interactions every day and use six days a week. It's it's far surpassed what we expected. 
Well, yeah, in terms of your expectations for LEQ, what were your goals for this pilot program? Our goal really was to do, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning, to see if these types of tools would be impactful positively for older adults. I think one of the myths we have to address here is that older adults don't use technology. And that is exactly that. It's a myth. Now, do they use technology at the rate that the general public does? No, but it's not that far behind. And frankly, 20 years from now, we're not going to be having this conversation. So what we wanted to see is if we could provide things like animatronic pets, get set up, virtual senior center, LEQ, what the usage would be, and we're measuring all the results from all of these. Uh, we're not just putting them out there and hoping that they do good. We're putting them out there and we're measuring them. And all of them have shown incredible, incredible positive uh, interaction and reaction and overall health and wellness and combating isolation, loneliness, and depression for older adults. So the future is this. And I want to be really clear and careful on this. Our goal is not to use this to uh, substitute for a human being, but I can't snap my fingers and make Mrs. Jones, who doesn't have anybody in her life and uh, people that she doesn't act, interact with, I can't make somebody show up at her house or call her on the phone. So what we're trying to do is put out a variety of tools, test them, and then let the consumer decide what, if anything, might be of interest and works for them. So according to the press release from your office, this tool was distributed to uh, more than 800 New Yorkers. How did you determine who would receive an LEQ? Did you go for just sort of a broad cross-section of seniors in New York, or, or did you tailor this toward maybe people who would be more prone to be lonely or people who might be more technologically savvy and, and could navigate this? How did you pick that population? It's a fantastic question. We started with our case managers. We have about 840 state-certified case managers uh, throughout New York State. As I mentioned, I was one at one time. So give an example. I had 90 people on my caseload. I would know because uh, when you're a case manager, you develop a, rela a long-term relationship with individuals. Our average client is an 83-year-old low-income female um, who lives alone and has multiple chronic conditions and, and other areas of uh, limitations, physical limitations. And so it is very, very targeted to people that are already on our caseload that we think can benefit. Now, LEQ was designed by 75 years and older individuals by people who are 75 and older. And so there are, there are individuals that this is right for, and this is and there are individuals that it is not right for. So we wanted to get to the folks that are on our caseload who we already know who are lonely and who are isolated, and we went that route. And at the end of the day, let's say another quarter or so, three months, we expect to have almost 900 out. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about the deployment of an artificial intelligence voice assistant for older New Yorkers, and our guest is Greg Olson, director of the New York State Office for the Aging. So, Greg, can you talk a little bit about the cost-benefit of something like this? What sort of investment did you have to, to make in, in this pilot program, and what do you see as the potential benefit in terms of dollars for something like this? Well, I, I think the benefits are already self-explanatory, and I'm glad you asked that question. I really got to give Governor Hopeful a lot of credit. Um, as we were um, you know, going through the pandemic, our office had the ability 
to maneuver and change very quickly. And we knew that we had to. So, you know, over the course of the pandemic, we learned of a lot of uh, uh, private companies that are very compassionate and developed tools um, like LEQ and others uh, that we thought would be worthwhile uh, to test. We were able to get an appropriation in the budget two years ago that is now recurring of $700,000 that is financing this. So we expect this to continue and hopefully in the future we can build upon. But here's the data on the impact of loneliness and isolation uh, based on Medicare data. It costs Medicare $6.7 billion to treat somebody who's lonely and isolated. That's equivalent to treating somebody with diabetes, hypertension, uh, obesity, and COPD. It's the equivalent of smoking almost a pack of cigarettes a day. And we know now through all the research, it will literally kill you. So if we're seeing just from LEQ alone, and I could, again, bring the animatronic pets into this, get set up, virtual senior center, almost 100% decrease in loneliness and isolation and an overall improvement in health. What that means is that, you know, you're going to see over the long term uh, a reduction not only in healthcare costs, but an improvement in how people feel about their lives, themselves, their interactions. We are social beings by nature. When you are isolated, bad things happen. And these are really, really important tools uh, to be able to, uh, you know, uh, reverse that or change it. And I think one of the things I'm most proud of, David, is that the country is following our lead. Many of these projects that we've put into place are now being replicated all over the country. So as you mentioned, LEQ is a really highly personalized voice assistant, and it learns more and more about the people that it's helping as they spend time together. So what happens with the data that's collected about these individuals? Is it marketed to any other third-party consumers, or does it remain private? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Absolutely remains private. We don't get to see uh, who's actually using it, what their names are. What we're doing is through the application, uh, LEQ, because it's personalized, will ask you questions. How'd you sleep last night? Uh, What did you eat? It can develop menu plans. It can assess without you even knowing it, your mental health status. But nothing happens without the consumer, the end user, giving consent. Um, So no, none of that data goes anywhere. And then LEQ reports the results of that to us. And that's as far as it goes. That's our number one priority. And that's LEQ's number one priority. They're very consumer driven. They're not looking to market any of the data just to try to to help individuals uh, in this area that we know really is a public health problem. And looking to the future, how do you envision this technology or this type of technology more broadly factoring into the state's master plan for aging? Well, I think it goes well beyond that. I think when you're able to, um, you know, test these types of tools and state government doesn't always get out in front. It usually is reactive. We're very proactive. So I could see Medicare Advantage plans, Medicaid um, managed long-term care plans, mainstream insurance plans, et cetera, not only in New York, but across the country, seeing the types of things that we're doing in the data, showing what the results are, that it, that it will have an impact on the customers that they serve. Um, but to the master plan specifically, 
if we're not bringing the results of these tools into a 5, 10, 20 year future plan, we'd be making a huge mistake. So this will be built into that. And I think this is just the beginning. As I mentioned, there are so many very passionate individuals who have their own life experiences that have created companies or partnered to create companies uh, that are doing this type of work in, in very unique spaces. And I feel it's my job as the director to vet them. Uh, the ones that, again, based on my 31 years of working in the field, feel that they have potential, trying them out, measuring them and, and gauging what their efficacy are. Now, if they don't work, that doesn't mean they're not uh, that that was a failure. It means you learn something from it. But so far, everything that we have put into place has yielded incredible outcomes data. Well, we've been speaking with Greg Olson. He is the director of the New York State Office for the Aging. Greg, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. David, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks so much for uh, covering what we're doing and LEQ specifically. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.